If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Have I died and gone to heaven? Is this a dream? Is Gary Wright playing Dream Weaver? Great song. You gotta pinch yourself. I don't care how far away, how many days removed. The Chiefs are yet again Super Bowl champions. Like it's like every single morning you wake up with a smile on your face. Every single morning there's a little extra pep in your step. All last year when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. You had it. Every Monday is a victory Monday. Every Friday, guess what? It's still a red Friday, baby. Going into the offseason, earlier this week, still a red, still a victory Monday. And you know what happens Friday? Still going to be a red Friday. I mean, when I was a child, when I was growing up, this never once seemed possible. Now, I get it. You're going to hear me talk about this a lot and and how grateful I am. But seriously, we hoped for one. Now it's three and five. The dynasty is here in Kansas City. and, And I don't care how far removed we are from the Super Bowl. All the parades that have taken place doesn't matter. Do not take this for granted. This is not normal. Packers thought this was going to be the norm with them when they got Aaron Rodgers, right? That was supposed to be every single year, except it wasn't. Ask Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans thought that Troy Aikman era was never going to end. Until guess what? Jerry fired Jimmy. It did. But, a little different, but, but again... The Cowboys they mu- are mutually agreed to part ways. They mutually agreed. But it's true, right? Like, you never think it's ever going to end until it does. So right now, I'm not saying the Chiefs will not win next year even. But enjoy this. Because you never know when it's over. Dylan, how are you? I am floating, sir. I mean, I, I, it's, it's insane. Don't call me, sir. I know. I did it twice. Dude. Once in your ear before the show, and now, dude, I'm, I'm so zeked up. You know, I just had to. Is he, why, why are you bringing up Ezekiel Elliott right now? I don't know. Zeked up. Let's restart. Wait, zeked up. Let's restart. No, no, no. Are you, are you a Gen Zer now? What, what is zeked up? Just excited. Okay. Juiced. There you go. There we go. Juiced. Juiced. I'm amped. Juiced. I mean, I'm amped. As I, as I said, I'm floating. I'm surprised I can even touch the buttons because thank God the ceiling is here. I'm just that excited. It is wild, man. It is wild. I, I will be wearing my Matt Castle jersey, jersey, sorry, jersey, this week to keep myself grounded. Not a shot against Matt Castle because, quite frankly, Matt Castle was, all things considered, decent quarterback here. 
but he was no Patrick Mahomes. This Chiefs team was no current Chiefs team. By the way, can we bring up Brett Veach? I need to give this guy some more love. I think Chiefs Kingdom needs to give this guy some more love. He's the best GM in football, right? Like, is it close at this point? I think Howie Roseman's great. I think you can make the case for a lot of guys that are great. Make a case for a lot of guys that are bad. But Brett Veach had a game plan. It involved trading away one of the faces of the franchise, the all-time best receiver here in Kansas City, the best wide receiver in, in, in the NFL, top three at a minimum. And what have they done? Since he's gone, two straight Super Bowls. You know how much stones that takes? I mean, imagine if the Chiefs only made it to the AFC Championship game both years. You know how much what-ifs you would have? You know how much would Tyreek be the difference? We don't have that. He had a game plan. It looked ugly during the regular season. But as we sit here, a few days removed, another Lombardi, another Super Bowl ring. There's a, uh, I like that. I know that was a little mess up. A Lamardi, a little com- a little combo of the Lamar a Lamardi. and Lombardi. Like obviously, you have to get one to get the other, but I like that. It's because I've talked so Lamar- much, and I, I don't feel yeah, good. I yeah, it's a, it's a Lamardi. You did a damn good job in Vegas, sir. I mean to tell you that right now. Your interview sir skills. Again? The, I'm sorry. You have to accept the sir on this one. You did a damn fine job. Every interview I watched of yours was just excellent. I couldn't get enough of the interviews. How was it? Was it awesome? Was just all the people. Like, who was the best person you saw that you were like, I can't believe I just saw that guy? Man. I think my favorite interview may have been Shannon Sharp. I saw that. That was awesome. Shannon Sharp actually gave a lot. He talked about before. His necklace is so cool, by the way. It's awesome. Did you ask him what that was? I've always wanted no, to ask him. No, I asked him about it. looks like a bunch of different dots. Like I wish I would have asked. Um, what, what would be a ruby and a gem? What are those? Gemstones? Gemstones. No, I, I, I didn't ask about that. I, I asked about Mahomes. And you he, don't say. You didn't ask. Surprisingly, <laughs> you didn't I did tell him before we went live. I think we, we probably have some, some clip background of me saying, um, Shannon Sharp, best soul patch in the game. He loved that one. Shannon loved the best soul patch in the game. Oh, yeah. Um... But it was great because I asked him about if Mahomes wins, where is he all time? He goes, he's already top five. He called him the baby goat. He goes, he has to shed those baby antlers and grow a bigger rack. Well, that rack's growing right now. I mean, it's so impressive what Mahomes did. By the way, I asked him, who I, I think we should all take Shannon Sharp's opinion. Um, of the tight end position very seriously. I asked, who's the best tight end of all time? Without question, he goes, Travis Kelsey. That was not even a, 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 there was no pause. It was, oh, dude, Travis Kelsey, he's the best. He, he goes, everyone who calls him a big wide receiver, anyone who thinks it's so easy what he's done, then why is no one else doing it? He did say we're playing in the tight end era, right? TJ Hawkinson, Sam Laporta, a lot of these young guys, right? Like, he didn't mention that. But if everyone who is this Kittle or oh, he doesn't block well, which, by the way, how did that ever start? He's a great blocker. Really good. You saw why he wanted to get back on the field in the Super Bowl because he is a solid blocker. There's a reason why no one else has done, even sniffed, 
what Kelsey's doing. What was more impactful in the Super Bowl here, Dylan? Travis Kelsey, 9 for 93, solid blocking. Or George Kittle, 2 for 4, who, by the way, was getting his ass kicked up and down the field by Leo Chanel. I love George Kittle, by the way. Love Kittle. So I hate that I have to take this narrative of where I'm trying to slander the man. I'm not trying to slander George. Great player. But he's not in the same realm as, as Travis Kelsey. I am sorry. It's just not. But Shannon Sharp, going back to your question, he was probably one of my favorite. Dan Marino was great. Drew Brees was super cool. Um, Emmett Smith is one of my favorite guys. I've talked to Emmett three times now. Every single time I gain a larger understanding of the game of football, talking running backs with him. It's very fascinating when you get to talk to Emmett just because you see all these other young running backs. We talked to Bijan. And then Bijan's seen Emmett Smith walk by and he's like, oh my gosh, that's Emmett Smith. Like, it's cool seeing the reaction of these younger guys. Um, I believe it was CJ Stroud. All of a sudden he sees... Um, Drew Brees. Cam Newton, by the way, multiple times kept coming over to our booth and like interrupting us. And it's really funny because you're like, what am I going to say? This is Cam Newton. Which, by the way, Dylan, seeing Cam Newton in person, I have zero ch- idea how anyone ever tackled him. Yeah. He is someone, if you see him in person, you, I think they're lying on his 6'5. Like, and that's crazy. Dude. He what? is just. You're right. Like, if you if he's listed at 6'5", what, 250? Yeah. That's the, small. The NFL is different than college. College is going to accentuate. NFL wants people to think, oh, he's not that big. Look at this. It says he's 6'3", and then he gets off the bus, and you think in your mind, that's not 6'3". That guy's mad, the biggest 6'3 I've ever seen in my life. We had Bruce Smith over, all-time oh, sack dude, leader. He's awesome. Demarcus Ware. I think Cam Newton was bigger than both those guys. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm like no. The people were saying he's a defensive end playing quarterback when he was playing. It's nuts. So that was cool. Um, I will say Jamar Chase. I've interviewed him three times now. This was the best he's ever been. It was in person. I will say this: Jamar Chase was more mild than he has been in the past. Like you know, how Jamar Chase is normally a very a lot of bravado, right? Well, I asked him about next year. I go, are you excited with Joe Burrow coming back? You know, I know we've heard your comments about what would have happened if Joe Burrow was still healthy this year, but going into next year, he's healthy. What are expectations for you and the team? He's like, well, you know, T. Higgins is a free agent. I want something along the lines of he he wants his money, obviously. And he talked about a lot of free agents on the Bengals that are coming up. And I don't know if he's grown. I don't know if this is a uh, he's now done a lot more interviews, so he's a little more polished or what. He didn't have the same bravado that I'm used to hearing from Jamar. Um, I thought that was very interesting. He was more humble. Although I will say he mentioned uh, Legereus Sneed is a pretty big trash talker. Which I think we all knew, but it was fun hearing him talk about that. It's kind of cool. Orlando Brown Jr. was interesting. He talked a lot about giving credit to the Ravens. He loves Mahomes, the Chiefs, but you could tell. I asked him, I said, does it ever bother you the way fans came after you when you left? Right? He won a ring. I, you could tell he's a little bit of um. He wishes people understood that when the franchise tag was put on him, there was no chance of him coming back. Right? So, it's interesting getting the personal 
perspective from these guys. And I will say Orlando Brown Jr. was one of my favorite guys to talk to. I could see why a team would rally behind him, right? You can understand why all the players, everywhere he's been, they love Orlando Brown Jr. Like, like in the locker room, right? Every single thing has been glowing in regards to Orlando Brown Jr. And you can see why when you talk to him. But yeah, Dylan, man, I so many. It was just a um, a great time. Swagoo was awesome, though. Marcus Spears. He brought me over a sandwich when I was dying. And uh, it was great. Marcus Spears gave me a sandwich, and it was promoting... Um, did you repeat his comments about Q39? or No, what did he say about Q39? Uh, he said uh, a word off FCC. Uh, good word list, I guess. I don't know if that was bad. Uh, he said the S word, but he said uh, I'm going to have to come. He thought he was off air, and they had all brought him Q39. I think this was before Monday Night Eagles game. Yes, because they were all here for that. He said he was going to bust that blank up the next time he was in town because it was very, very good. It was one of those like dishes, yeah. with mac and cheese, oh, and yeah. brisk. It was, it, the one that's basically their calling card, and it's just, it is good. It's so amazing. Saying it now, I haven't eaten today. I don't know why I do that to myself. Oh my gosh, but, I'm so hungry. Yeah, I would have definitely brought that up off air because he's obviously yeah. had a fun conversation with Oh, I'm sure. Air, but yeah, he was like, I don't care when he was on air. He yeah, was like, he's I don't like, care. yeah, it's true. It's awesome. So he brought us over his sandwich, though. Dude, legit good. The Swagoo sandwich. Oh, his own personal His sandwich. own, like, chicken oh. sandwich. He's promoting it. Yo, in that moment, as hungry as I was, not eating all day, I, you know how you take, like, one bite and you're like, okay, that's the promo? Yeah. Dude, I ate about half that sandwich on air. I'm, like, talking. I'm asking him a question as I'm just crushing this <laughs> chicken sandwich. It was great. It was funny because you don't eat because you're working so much there. So I had Dan Marino M&M's for breakfast one day. Like, I asked Dan. He had M&M's. And I'm like, yo, you didn't throw me some of those? So then Dan Marino threw me some M&M's, and of course I no crushed flubs. those. No flubs. I had good hands. Good hands. Laces out? Laces out. I asked, about, I asked him about Ace Venture. He loves talking about that, honestly. He told, he, he told me that uh, he taught Jim Carrey all he knows about acting. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, it was fun. Dude, for, Dan's a good dude. First time ever in Vegas, by the way, though. And let me tell you, I am your first time ever in Vegas. First time I've ever. never been, so I can't be throwing stones from the glass house over here. But we do have a glass between us too, so right. it's kind of you know don't throw stones at this. Glass. I guess I was saying that more excited because I've never been, and that's awesome that your first time in Vegas is like the biggest party of the year. It was wild. I'm still obviously as you can hear my voice. I I came back with a Vegas virus, whatever that is. Um, yeah, I would have had a. Didn't sleep much. My body is not ready to get back six to days. the level of six days. fun that that would have been for me. Six days. Yeah. Six days in Vegas, more than enough. Fine. I've been doing free ads for that IV place. <laughs> I don't like needles, so I couldn't do it. Um, I was cracking up because the final night I kept saying, final night in Vegas, I got to go. I got to, come on, let's have fun. Let's have fun. So we went down to Fremont Street, which is old Vegas. That is the most wild place. That is what you see in the videos. Like like in movies, that's Fremont Street. So much fun. Won a lot of money there. I came back, $60 richer overall because we don't talk about the other ones I lost. Let's talk about the winnings over here. But for the first time in Vegas, coming back 60 bucks richer, not hung over on a flight, and not making a fool of myself, Dylan, I think I did all right. 
I, I, I think I, uh, I did Vegas the right way. Went to see U2 at the Sphere, which we'll talk to Lebo whenever he gets on. Um, we, we went together. Your thoughts? Dude, that, that's nuts. It blows your mind. Like, literally, the, the Sphere blows your mind. I was not the guy so climbing. the Sphere is the first thing you go towards. You don't go... T- you too is not the first like yes, hundred percent. I think the sphere is the the show, the show, yeah. and U two's the second. I, I know U two fans are going to be mad at me. Well, and you, maybe it's you won't be the. <laughs> you definitely will not be the loudest voice that has pissed them off. And, and maybe I'm not. I know three songs, so unless you're going to play the three songs I know, or use the sphere completely. Yeah. Did they use the sphere entirely? Yeah, I just... did. Majority of the songs. Yeah. Nice. Did like, you go to the Planet Earth thing or the Postcard from Earth, I think it's called. Mm-mm. Apparently, there's a thing called Postcard from Earth where it's essentially just a you're surrounded by the Sahara, the, just all these different places on Earth. Well, the they had like animals and ocean, and like you cannot describe it. The best way to describe it's in, it is those like AI goggles, or whatever. But imagine that like in real life. Imagine having a the clear the clearest. HDTV you have ever seen. Now make it 360, make your chair vibrate, and oh yeah, U2 is playing live in front of you. Like, it is an experience unlike anything I have ever witnessed. Uh, But again, I go back and say, I think the sphere is the main part of it, while U2 was secondary. Nothing against U2, they played great, they were fun. But they were the perfect band for this because it's not like the Edge is out there ripping off these ridiculous guitar solos, right? It's not like the drummer's out here. Uh, he's not Neil Peart from Rush. You're not hearing a whole bunch of crazy drum solos. So they almost, <laughs> using one of their songs, elevate, but they don't take away. They are a perfect marriage, so I understand why. And Bono, I will say, is a great showman. I'm in the same boat as you, Dylan. I knew... Maybe half the songs, maybe ten songs. I like you too. Don't love you too. But it was fun, man. It was a spectacle. Vegas by itself is a spectacle, dude. I saw a guy selling weed and booze out of a backpack on a street next to a cop. And uh, his sign said, for medical research. I'm going to go ahead and give you a hint. That dude was not a doctor. I'm going to take a wild guess. Wild gander of a guess here. Dude was not a doctor. I will also point out, though, if you don't like the smell of weed, don't go to Vegas. Like, Vegas in the Strip, you smell... It smells like what I imagine Snoop Dogg's house would smell like. Like, I'm not... I have never smelt weed... Smell, but you cannot escape it. You're smothered by it. At one point, I'm like, am I actually toking right now? Can I say that on air? I I just did. It was wild. The the, the smell of Vegas is not one that's uh, pleasant. We also went to the Grand Prix for the media media party, and that was kind of cool, too. Dylan, overall, I recommend Vegas, but not for six days. Not for Super Bowl week? Not for, Well, it was fun, because the Chiefs were in it. Right. But not for six days. That's my main takeaway. I have heard that. You're not the first person to say that um, Vegas is like a two-day max venue. So 
Easy to get to. Their airport's atrocious, though. It's like straight out of like the 1990s. Wild. There is so much room for airports. Well, they had to, of course, put gambling as the forefront. Right. So no, I'm saying that now they should definitely be building another airport. Yes. It they should take no time. Legion Stadium's cool, by the way. When I was on the field for Legion, and... How re- was the field? It looked so good on TV. It looked like well, turf. They did have turf when the media was there. They oh, moved gotcha, turf gotcha. out for the game. They have it on sleds. I was there and watching. I watched them because it was raining that, the day when we had um, opening night. Mm-hmm. And they they put the uh, tarp like a almost like a you go to a Royals game. You know how the tarps? They put the tarp over the field. I was watching them do it. The field looked great then. But the turf, um, yeah, it is what it is. It's um very cool stadium. Very cool stadium. I will I will grant them that. Um, but it was amazing. You watch as you're walking in the Chiefs logo on Allegiant. You know how badass that is. The Raiders play in Vegas, and when you are there, all you're seeing, Chief signs on Allegiant, Chief signs on the Sphere. You must feel bad for the Raiders players, right? You're like sitting here going, oh man. In their hometown. And also, it's like the Niners are there, but it's not Oakland, so it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you know they are still the Vegas like fans, the Niners. Niners haters, like Oakland people were Niners haters, but yeah, it's still their two most hated franchises, rivals, yeah. Yeah, Max Crosby wasn't too happy. He picked the Chiefs, but begrudgingly goes, uh, he hates both teams, hopes they both lose. I love Crosby, dude. Max Crosby is one of my favorite guys to talk to. That guy's a psycho. He gave me a fist bump with his broken hand, and I'm like, dude, bold. Bold move. But, man, it was fun trip. Very fun trip. Glad to be back. Um, as far as the Chiefs are concerned, dude, I, I was thinking, did you ever see or hear Juwan Taylor or Donovan Smith get called for penalty? Am I wrong here? Uh, that, about Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor, like I, I don't think they ever no. got. There was no penalties. No, but check Twitter. They found a thousand that they've cherry picked. Oh, uh, it's just they're brutal. I know. Who cares? Because guess what? No matter how many tweets are posted, no matter how many, you know, pictures instead of videos, when people are like you know they'll screenshot. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. Um, no matter how many of those are posted, it, it's not going to change the outcome of the game. This they will never go back and say, let's replay Super Bowl 58 because Will Compton found one play where yeah. a guy actually, and everyone is calling him out on it. Like, somebody tweeted this, and I can't remember. I really want to give them credit. And I don't know who it was, but they said he's the Aubrey Huff of, of football. He's just a former <laughs> jackpot mm. moron who will say anything online to get any type of re- reaction from this fan base. And I'm falling into it right now by talking about it. Oh, yeah. But it's, he is a perfect example of if you ignore Will Compton, Will Compton will go away. He's an elite troller. He is. And it, I, hands off to him because clearly he doesn't stop and he, you know, he's ringless. And uh-huh. you know. I talked to him, actually. So I talked to Will when I was there. Mm. And I said, Will, why are you riling up Chiefs fans? His response was, because it's so easy. He even told me he thinks the Chiefs are going to win. 
Like, to an extent, it's a bit. To an extent, it's obviously a bit. It, That's what I'm saying is he does not believe. Aubrey Huff is a bit. Yeah. Nick Adams is a bit. Sure. And I compared him to Nick. I said he's the Nick Adams of football <laughs> Twitter. He's gonna say whatever he can say to piss people off. Now he has some bangers every once in a while. Sure. The Robert Griffin and uh, Jay Gruden tweet that he yeah come, it was awesome. perfect. Maybe he's just under the feathers a bit, but also who cares because we're champions and he's you know singing the ballad of losers, which is yes. The refs, 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 and guess what? It it the thing the is, other person he does not other, believe in it. Right? He doesn't even believe in it. That you know why? I also before I let you go. Yeah. The one thing that I also hate is when go, people go and like pick things out of a football game. Like, well, if they don't do that, okay, well, you can go and do that with every single thing. Uh, if Mahomes doesn't throw an interception, where are the Niners? You know, like we can go yeah. back and say that every team has done bad things or messed up. It's a football game. It's how yeah. the story's told. It's how the game unfolds. It's literally constant action. People playing with like rec- almost reckless abandon because of the Super Bowl. You're going to have mess ups. You're going to have just tight play in the first half. It's just, it's a game. Yeah. It's a football game. I just always think everyone hates Kansas City because they keep winning. They're the new Patriots, right? You always hate the winners who consistently win, right? So, all these guys are going to take the side of the 31 other fan bases. Because, Dylan, hear me out. Why would you, if you're Will Compton, for example, why would you sing the praises of Kansas City? That's only one fan base, right? When you can piss one fan base off and get the support of 31 others. It's a marketing strategy. That's all it is. It's a more why go for one when you can go for 31. That is why I think when you see all these accounts that are sitting here trying to discredit the Chiefs or trying to take shots or um, point out ref, ref, refs, the majority don't actually believe it, at least the big name guys, right? I, I firmly believe that they are just trying to get the 31 other fan bases to follow them and act like they're on their side. Because why get the one when you can get the 31? It's a marketing ploy. Again, that's all I think this is. I just find it fascinating that um, this is what it's come to. That when your team loses, it's rigged. But if your team wins, Dylan, Dylan, if your team wins, oh, it's legit. It's always, oh, oh, look at the tears. It's so salty. I love it, too, because you know why? This ain't Reggie Bush's Heisman. You ain't taking this away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, who cares? Guess what? Keep singing. Keep pulling up all the videos because that's time that's time that they will never get back Mm. they can never go back and get that hour that it took for them to crop that video and find it on the tv copy and post it online and then they're checking their account to get all the feedback and all the positive (laughs) everyone hates the chiefs feedback oh just glorious but guess what we're enjoying super bowls and which t-shirt we're gonna go buy that's got the coolest merch that you know, oh, yeah, for this year's Super Bowl because last year's had yeah, great I, colors. I I'm wearing last year's, yeah. I'm wearing last year's right now. I remember telling Briscoe, I was like, I've never wanted to win a Super Bowl batter because of just the cool merch, like the Aztec print with the Phoenix kind of stuff was last year, and then this year came around, dude. It's glorious, it's awesome. I was there and I was, I'm too frugal, so I'm like, I'm gonna wait until it goes down a little bit because, yeah. Dude, it was nuts. They have a lot of cool stuff in Vegas for like the actual Chiefs, Niners, and it's just really cool. But I'm sitting here going, I don't know if I can pay $300 for a jacket. 
Yeah, I saw your face. Starter? Yeah, it, it, I don't know even if it was starter or not, but uh, it was like purple sleeves. Yeah, it was sick, dude. Like a Letterman. Yeah, it was a Letterman's yeah. jacket, dude. It was and cool. Are, they, I see that. I thought one. it was, was three twenty-five. Awesome. It was Probably. so cool. Yeah, and someone would pay that, by the way. I mean, there's people out there. Not this guy. I'm frugal. Well, you don't have to like show off. You know, I'm talking about the people that are like, look at me. I just spent three hundred fifty bucks on this jacket. Those are the people that buy that jacket. Yeah, I will also point out, Dylan. You know what? A mustache for the playoff run two years in a row. This guy. You know who had won two Super Bowls in a row? The Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm not saying my mustache is good luck. Playoff stash, at least. But I'm also saying it's not, not good luck. If you see Dylan, look at this. Clean shaven. I, sh- I shaved off the... Um... Oh my gosh. I-, I can't even think of names right now. Burt Reynolds mustache. Tom Selleck mustache. There we go. Shave that bad boy off. Today, this morning, because it served a good cause. Dylan, you think I should just say, sh- save all these shavings and put it into like a pillow, like like a Super Bowl pillow of all the Super Bowls the Chiefs win when I have the playoffs? Because I think that's the only logical explanation. No, it's gross, dude. I'm kidding. I'm being facetious. Yeah, I had the confetti. It's kind of similar, right? Yeah. You still have the confetti? No, no. Uh, actually, Jason Anderson. Get, get, made a little extra bag of the Super mm. Bowl 54 <clears throat> confetti for Briscoe that I got this year. Stole it? No, he gave it to me. He gave it to you. Yeah, gave it. You forced him to. I've yeah, seen exactly. you in the hallway. Yeah, gunpoint. Don't, don't, don't believe Dylan. I've seen him in the hallway. He he I'm will try and fight you. I'm a menace. He kicked my ass one time. No, in no. fairness, I start I started it. I started it. I tried to get low and do a little um. Blocking drill against him. Let's just say it I'm, I'm not going to be an like offensive lineman. It was like a free lineman. throw box out. It was not an ass. It was nothing like that. It was a free throw yeah. box out. Let's which just, both of us had good ground. Let's just you the ball very nice. You know we don't know. You might have been right in perfect position. Just <laughs> let you know. Who knows? We got a hoop one time. I don't know how we have it. We got a hoop sometime. It's getting that nice out finally. Yeah, it's so you beautiful. Don't have to, like find a gym. How how wild is it in February? The weather's I mean it's perfect nuts, for tomorrow. Hopefully it stays as yeah. it's supposed to. Yeah. So take a break, come back, home stretch right here. First and go at the three. Lining up in the clock at ten seconds and ticking. In the shotgun Mahomes. Four man front. Receiver of motion. Low snap. He runs and he throws. Caught touchdown. It's caught. Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions! It is a dynasty! The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58! 25-22 in overtime. What a call. What a call so from good. Kevin Harlan. What a weird score, by the way. 25-22. I will point out, you know, I did that weekly chat with Nick Lowry. He had the Chiefs winning this game. 26. I think it was 26-23 or 26-21. You know how bleeping close that is? He had Harrison. He goes, Harrison Bucker's going to make four field goals 
and the Chiefs are going to score two touchdowns. Well, Dylan, Chiefs scored two touchdowns and Butker made four field goals. Who would have thought that a uh, Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker would uh, <laughs> be good in regards to knowing what the special teams is going to do in a game? Let me ask you. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but is Harrison Butker now the best kicker in the NFL? Is it still Justin Tucker? He had a bad year this year, man. I know Brandon Aubrey, obviously, but when you do what Butker did in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't want another kicker. No, and he'll be the most recognizable kicker, maybe. I don't know. It's that's tough because when it was Vinatieri, there wasn't a question. He was the most recognizable and the best kicker. Yeah, just because he was the most clutch kicker. Sure. As well. So. Tucker's going to have the record, so everyone's going to know that he has the longest field goal in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And everyone already, he's already a household name as a kicker, much more so than Butker is. But I think that as you win, then yes, he might be the more recognizable kicker. He should be. I mean, without a doubt, he's, I think he's better. I think, I don't want to say, I don't, he's, because Justin Tucker had to make a field goal in his Super Bowl for Ray Lewis's last year, made it his rookie season, too. Um, So, you know, Justin Tucker's one opportunity in a clutch moment. He did do it, and he's been doing it. So I I think it's kind of a – I think, you know, it's either or. Yeah. I'm Because it used to not be. You're right. It's on Bucker, and good kudos to him that, in my mind, it really is like, which one do you want? Do you you want the guy who can, you know, I don't know. There's really no difference between them. In clutch moments, Butker has always been nails. Like, how many chances has has he had in a big-time game where, one, he misses, or two, you're even nervous? Like, when that 29-yarder came up to send it into overtime, were you nervous? You know how many kickers around the NFL would be nervous? You know how many Bears fans and Vikings fans, Buffalo Bills fans, would be on pins and needles. Remember even the 13 seconds game. Dylan, right? How long was that field goal that he hit? Long long 40? I don't think it was quite 50. I think, I think it was like 40, 48 or something like that. But I remember thinking, how crazy is this? That we it's a foregone conclusion that he's making this. Right? It was the two plays and we all go, oh yeah, it's overtime. Oh yeah, they won. Like, like, no one had any sort of worry that he was going to miss that. That should tell you right then and there what he means to this franchise. He has one more year left in his contract. I hope they keep Butker for a long time because it is rare when you have a guy who was that consistently good and yet also that clutch. Hell, that 57-yarder he made. By the way, Tommy Towns in great hold. Like, you got to give Tommy so much credit for getting that ball down. Poor snap, gets it down. And then Butker kicking a line-drive 57-yarder. I have zero idea how that went in. Didn't get blocked, but it was good. And now Butker holds the all-time longest field goal record in the Super Bowl. Going back again to what he did this year. He did not miss a field goal over 40-plus yards. He was, what, 7 of 7 from 50-plus? That's just crazy. 
What's the NFL average like? 45%, yeah. 50%? Maybe. Try 100. Here's a question. Do you think he breaks Tucker's record in his career? With the the long? The long. I think yeah. he breaks the long. I don't know what if he... 65? Yeah. No, 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 no. I 63. think it's 60. It's more than that. I think it was 63. I think it's like 68 now. Was it 60 Justin Tucker uh, long? 66. Ah. That was in Detroit, right? When it hit off the... And he took like a he crow hopped. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could get that. At the end of a half... I don't know if you do at the end of the game because I think the Chiefs also love trying to... Because Mahomes can get the ball there, right? We all remember Lane Kiffin. Yeah. We all like remember that. 72-yard yeah. field goal and he got fired on the tarmac by Al. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you hear Al Davis stories about, like, maybe I won't be on the plane ride home and you think, oh, they're just being dramatic. No, no, no. Al Davis. You might not gone, be. You might not be. Man. Just looking back at this season in totality, and you see all the pieces, and it was a full team effort. We're talking about the kicker. Like, we all know Mahomes and Kelsey and Chris Jones, which if you heard the, uh, do you see Chris Jones getting tackled by Andy Reid, and Andy Reid basically saying, he was gassed, but we needed one more play, so I was hyping him up. Yeah, I did not. After the game, you mean? Yeah. No, I haven't seen any of the mic'd up stuff. You haven't seen amazing. you haven't seen Andy Reid landing on Chris. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I well, seen he it came out and talked, and that's why Andy Reid was so uh, thrilled. Okay, I thought it was like Mike. No, no, no. The, the reason why he was so excited was because they needed one more play, and who made the play? It was Chris Jones. I mean, this team, top to bottom, not just superstars, but. The younger guys, too, Leo Chanel, the veteran pieces, Mike Pinnell, who, by the way, Mike Pinnell, what a bleeping game. Mike Pinnell, when he's the Kansas City Chief, you ain't running on him. Have you seen the clip of him just demolishing Trent Williams? A hundred times now, probably. Trent Williams is the best left tackle in football, him and Larry Tunsil, right? One, two? Yeah, I'd say so. Dude, Pinnell just bullies him. How about McDuffie? Out oh in space, my gosh. which is hard for a lineman, but also hard for a DB with the new rules because you can't cut. Yeah, so he plays it perfectly as best as he can. The one where he throws him though is awesome. I love the play where McDuffie brings down George Kittle. Yes, and it's very under the radar. It's violent, and he goes to the locker room later at overtime. I don't yeah. know if that was because of that, but I bet it led to it. Trim McDuffie is not a big guy. And I asked him this. We, on, on opening night, I asked him, do you play with a little extra, you know, because the knock against McDuffie going into the NFL was just, he was undersized, right? How would the physicality hold up? Shorter arms. And I've actually said this for a while now. I think the shorter arms might help him wrap up better because you know like how binge press guys, right? A lot of times, if you have shorter arms, it's better. Like everyone always laughs at Kevin Durant. It wasn't because he was just so skinny. That's part of it, but because he has such long arms trying to extend up, right? It makes it extra hard. Well, McDuffie having shorter arms, I almost believe that makes him a better attacker because it's easier for him to wrap up. Maybe I'm off base here, but the physicality of Trip McDuffie is noticeable. And that tackle against George Kittle, how many cornerbacks are going one-on-one against George Kittle and bringing him down? How many slot cornerbacks, even, if we're going to even take it another step further? None. There's none. I don't think any. I mean, maybe the only one I can think of is Jair Alexander by name. Sure. By name. I'm saying because I know his name, I'm throwing him out there. Is, if Legereus Need is playing in the slot, then yeah, I'll go him too. Right. 
I am just so floored that the Chiefs have won three Super Bowls three different ways. Mahomes on a rookie deal. Mahomes non on a rookie deal. Mahomes um, with a defense first type of team. A offense first type of team, then a defense first type of team. Just wait till our 07 year. When's our 07 year coming? That was kind of the first one, the explosive offense. No, I'm talking about, about no, no, no. I'm talking about and both. Then, yeah. I'm talking about when everyone flocks, when they got Junior Seau, rest in peace. We got, yeah. um, God, it was him. They got Seau and some other guy that was just locked. Was it a corner? Asante Samuel was on the Sante team. Asante Samuel. Um, they had Randy Moss, obviously. They had stacked line both sides. Hey, Randy, how are you going to pay for it? Vince Wilfork and Richard Seymour on the same Absurd. Team. Like, and then also with Junior Seau, Teddy Bruschi, and Mike Vrabel as your linebackers with Rodney Harrison as your safety. Like, when's that Nuts. Chiefs season where everyone really hates us and we're undefeated in the Super Bowl? Because that's coming. I, 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 Nick Wright, Nick Wright's not wrong very often. He's very Chiefs. Well, heavy you're not. You're not wrong when you when constantly bet right. the Chiefs. Yeah, I and he constantly is floating the twenty and zero season. I think he's right. I think at some point we're going to be very late into a season one time where we're undefeated, like postseason. While I would agree, part of me wonders. Could be this off season. Well, part of me wonders how big of a goal that even is for this team. Like, no, I'm saying, you're right. It's not. Everyone's goal, let's win every game in the Super Bowl. That's every NFL team's goal. Yeah. But I think when you look at it, like Travis Kelsey's sitting at week 18. Like, I think they care more about winning the Super Bowl than they do about regular season statistics. And so. I feel like you fall into an undefeated season more so than planning for it. You're agreed. Right. Yeah. But once you're 8 0, there's no getting around it. There's no, especially with this team. This team even goes like 5 or 6 or 7 0, it'll start getting loud. Yeah, because of the quarterback, the coach, and all the weapons, defensively and offensively, I just think that. I mean, if you're a free agent this off season, why would you not at least like, entertain it? Why would you do it. Odell Beckham and say, "I want money"? Because guess where your season ends? I mean, if you come across us, yeah, you're gonna be sitting there thinking. I will say though, it's not like Odell Beckham Jr. went and joined the Giants. Oh no, he no, no, joined no. a good yes, team. He got that. there, and they had a great year. Also, the Ravens were a great yeah, team all year long, and he was a big part of the reason. Like, right. I think if you are seeing guys like maybe the Julio, instead of going to the Titans, yes, okay, you come yes, to Kansas yes, City, yes, yes, or DeAndre, Juju, even DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yes. that's what I meant. I meant. I meant. Um, I guess Julio actually also we went did, to the Titans yeah. too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. wild. Titans are where old receivers go to die. Andre Johnson. No taxes in Nashville. I mean, it's hard to... Oh, man. Wild to me. Oh, what a bad team. Ugh. I'm saying no taxes in Nashville. Yeah, I know, Nash I know. Vegas and no taxes. Yeah, I know. I, I'm out on Nashville now. It's, it's too corporate, brother. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. If you Broadway now, it's just... You've been recently where it's literally trying to get through gridlock. Yeah. Yeah. And you got, like, carriages with... 80 bridal showers just going all over the Only place. Only 80? Uh, when I've traveled, yeah, yeah. 80. Like I'm saying, on the you know 15 minutes I spent on Broadway, yeah, 80. But I do agree with what you're saying. Uh, eventually, although we set up for a while now, we thought more of these veteran pieces would start coming to Kansas City, but with the Chiefs hopefully trying to get a third, 
The issue is they've drafted so well, Kansas City. Yes. They love their young guys. I, I like, was about to go ahead. Because you saw Rashad Fenton a couple years ago. He, he, he was not a veteran, but he'd been in the NFL a couple years now. Solid player, not great. And the Chiefs said, you know what? That's okay. We're going to play the young guys. Sorry, we're going to ship you out. You can no longer yeah, play gone. Rashad yeah. Fenton. And by the way, what's he doing now? Which also goes to Brent D- Dave to do the money ball thing yeah. with, with Spags, I feel like, at least once a season where, you know, we're starting Pena today. Well, no, we traded Pena. Yeah. So that's not happening. It happened with Sorensen. It happened with Neiman, Fenton. But I do think there's something to it. Like, I think Veach trusts his guys, yes. the, the young guys, so much for the most part. And that it, it's proven to it's be worked. that he's right. And so they're like, all right, that's fine. I want to float something by you. Float it. If the Chiefs three-peat, are they the best dynasty of all time? Seeing as though that no other dynasty has three-peated, and they'd also tie the Steelers and 49ers for rings, being the only two dynasties that are under the Patriots. Well, how about we talk about that after this break? Left it as, is this the best dynasty ever? Is that the question in the NFL? Right? Is that what we're rolling with? Yes, if they three-peat. If they three-peat. Which would put them at four. Four in six years, right? Correct. Which is actually the exact same as the 70s Steelers. Uh, I I think you would say yes. How many teams were, were when the 70s Steelers played? How many teams were in the NFL? That's another great question. Not as many as there are now. I think you'd subtract, what? Eight? Four? Four at least. I think it's four. Yeah, it's definitely Houston. Because now Houston was the Oilers. Tennessee. Then. Well, yeah, in ten, I'm, I'm trying to think of. Oh, I get what you mean. <coughs> I think that would just be one, right? Yeah, Arizona wasn't a team then. No. Uh, One of the L.A. teams, right? Uh, Hang on. Arizona might have been a team. How many NFL teams in 1975? Yeah, that's a good middle ground. 28. Okay, yeah. So The league expanded in, well, I guess, well, 26, because they had Seattle and Tampa, it looks like, in 1976. Mm -hmm. So, either way, from 26 to 28. So, four. Those teams were terrible, so it doesn't matter. So my point, I think it's harder now is the point I'm trying to make right yes, now. Yes, yes. I think, I think it's harder to win a Super Bowl Correct. now than it was there. Obviously, the extra games as well. Yes. Um, yes, that's why I'm kind of just brushing those teams, not brushing them aside. But if you win four, you're on the level of them in a harder era. I think what makes it so hard is the Patriots won six. But what also makes it in Kansas City's favor is that was over a 20-year period. Right. Like, people always talk about the Patriots because it was Tom Brady and Belichick. But there was a 10-year period where nothing happened, right? Like, I'm not saying nothing happened, but they didn't win. If you go a decade between, in my opinion, that's two different I agree. Dynasties, I mean, right? Like say Tom Brady had three Hall of Fame careers. Which is true. It's very. No, I'm not saying that it's not. That's why they do that, though, is because there was such a gap between three and four. But if you want to make a case that this current iteration... If the Chiefs win next year's the best, I think the answer is yes. That's what I'm thinking. Because no team has ever three-peated, no matter how good they've been. And you're on the same level as the 49ers and Steelers, so you've eliminated those. There's only really one dynasty, the Patriots. And that, again, is over a 20-year time frame. So 
you know what? That's a great question, Dylan. I hadn't really thought of that before. And my initial reaction right now, just talking through it, is yes. Again, what we are witnessing right here in Kansas City is unprecedented. As good as the Patriots were, this was over 20 years, not six. Right. Right? Like, this is absurd where the Chiefs, Mahomes, Andy, everyone involved. Mike Pinnell! Give Mike Pinnell some love. The beast. He liked my tweet the other day. He's awesome. Proud of that. Like, like, like Mike. But again, just goes to show you, don't take this for granted, baby. We'll be back tomorrow with the home stretch. Until then, we are out.